And peace be to you from God our Father, through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, there's a story of a man who was wandering through the desert. I've been going through the desert for several days. He was parched, dehydrated. And as he went, he stumbled upon a shack. It was a weather-beaten, worn-down shack. In fact, the roof was missing. But there were four walls, and it gave him just a little bit of shade, a little bit of respite from the sun. And as he's exploring this shack, he looks, and about 15 feet away, there's a pump. A well, a water pump. And it's rusty, it's old, it's nasty, but he, he goes over there and he gives it a try nonetheless. He lifts up the handle and he pushes. Nothing. Nothing comes out dry. Dejected, disappointed, he walks away back toward the shack. And as he's going back there, he looks and he sees a jug down on the ground. He lifts up the jug and he dusts it off and there's a handwritten note on this jug. It says this, You have to prime the pump with all the water in this jug. P.S. Be sure you fill the jug again before you leave. He popped the cork on the jug and sure enough it was filled to the very brim with water. Now he's got a problem, a dilemma. What does he do? He's thirsty, he's dehydrated. Does he drink the water in the jug? I mean, it'll satisfy his thirst that he desperately needs satisfied. Or does he listen to the note on the jug? Does he give it all away? Does he pour it all out into the well with the hope, the possibility that it will yield more water? Cold water, clear water, crisp water. What would you do? Well, he sat there. He pondered this. He thought about it until finally he decided to do the latter. Reluctantly, he popped the cork, poured it all out into the well, all of it. And then he pumped. Nothing. And then he pumped. Nothing. And then he pumped again a third time. Nothing. The fourth time, some drips. The fifth time, about a cup of water. Rusty, red, nasty water. Once more. Gush. Cold water, clear water, crisp water. All the water he could possibly need or want. An endless supply. Uh, He stayed there for several days, uh, regained his strength and his health before he continued on. Uh, He filled up the jug, he put the cork on it, and set it right where he found it. And as he prepared to leave, he wrote a note on there. He wrote a note, he said this, Believe me, it really works. You have to give it all away before you can get anything back. You have to give it all away before you can get anything back. Uh, In our gospel reading today, this is the message we hear. This is the advice from Jesus that we hear. We hear Jesus saying, you have to give it all away before you get anything back. Uh, Jesus gives this advice. Uh, I'm paraphrasing, obviously. But he gives this advice, and it's not unwelcomed. It's not unsolicited advice. It's exactly the opposite. 
A man comes to Jesus asking for his help, asking for his wisdom, asking for, Jesus, what do I need? What should I do? Uh, We hear about this, Mark chapter 10. Feel free, you can have that open in front of you. We're going to spend our time today in Mark chapter 10. This man comes to Jesus looking for advice. Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Kind of a strange question. A little illogical in a certain sense. You don't do anything to get an inheritance. An inheritance is is by your relation to the giver. But he says, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus responds. He answers the man's question. He says this, you know the commandments. Do not murder. Do not commit adultery. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. Do not defraud. Honor your father and mother. The man responds, sort of a curious response. He says this, teacher, all these I have kept from my youth. (laughs) Would you say that? (laughs) Jesus says, keep the commandments. And you're like, yep, done it. Ready for the next assignment, Jesus. That's what this man does. Uh, He goes down the list. Everything that Jesus says, do not murder, check. Do not commit adultery, check. Do not steal, bear false witness, or defraud anyone. Check, check, check. Honor your father and mother, check and check. This man, either out of pride or arrogance or just delusion, is convinced wholeheartedly that he has done all of these things in their entirety from his youth. He says, Jesus, I've done them all. But he's aware that something's missing. This man is aware that something is lacking. Uh, We get this from his question. What must I do? What am I missing? Why do I not have peace? Why do I have this deep discontent, this longing, this lacking within me, Jesus? Why? What's not there? What's wrong? Mark says this. And Jesus, looking at him, loved him and said to him, You lack one thing. Go, sell all that you have and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. And come, follow me. And that's where Jesus gives this advice. You have to give it all away before you get anything back. Because Jesus perceives in this man that he is clinging to, to the wrong things that he's holding on to tightly to the wrong things that this man is clinging to his control this man's clinging to his power his self-righteousness his feeble attempts to please God and to win God's grace and mercy this man's clinging to his wealth all the wrong things he's holding on to these things so tightly that he can't hold on to anything else His hands are grasping these things so he can't grasp God. Jesus recognizes in this man he has idols. Idols. Uh, He fears not having these things. He fears not having enough of these things. He loves them. He loves his self-righteousness. He loves his possessions. He loves the things that he has accumulated, his accomplishments. He trusts in them. He trusts if I just have enough of them, If I just have a little bit more, maybe then I'll have peace. Maybe then 
I'll have eternal life. These are idols. He fears, loves, and trusts in them above all else, above God. And that's why Jesus gives the counsel he gives. Jesus says, give it away. Let them go. These things are inhibiting your ability to cling to God. These things that you are clinging on to so tightly are making it impossible for you to fear, love, and trust in God above all else. And that's why Jesus says, get rid of them. Let them go. So how does this story conclude? Jesus speaks this word of counsel. Mark says, disheartened by the saying, he went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. Uh, Apparently this man wasn't ready to let go of his grasp. He wasn't ready to let go of his control and his pride and his power and his wealth, all of these things. And there's other people who witness this interaction and they ask Jesus some questions and it concludes like this. They were exceedingly astonished and said to him, to Jesus, then who can be saved? Jesus looked at them and said, with man it is impossible, but not with God. For all things are possible with God. And I'm going to show you a a painting here. This man is not the man we heard about in the Gospel of Mark. Uh, This is a different young man. Uh, This man here is Narcissus. Narcissus. Uh, Perhaps you're familiar with Narcissus. Uh, At the very least, you probably know the word uh, narcissistic or narcissism. It comes from Narcissus. Uh, We hear about Narcissus from antiquity, uh, Greek mythology. And and maybe you know the story. Narcissus was a handsome young man. Uh, He knew he was handsome. Other people recognized that he was handsome. And Narcissus recognized that other people recognized that he was handsome. It was a bad deal. Uh, Someone named Nemesis saw all of this in him, realized that he was narcissistic, you could say, and Nemesis lures Narcissus to a pool of water. What you're seeing right there, a pool of water. And as he's at this pool of water, he catches a glimpse of himself. And he becomes enamored with it, not realizing it's an image. And he clings to it. Uh, He lingers over this image of himself, captivated by it, so much so that he couldn't let go. He couldn't bear to release himself from it. He couldn't bear to walk away, so he just stayed there. In fact, he stayed there so long, he lingered over it so long that he just withered away. Some of the stories of narcissists have him dying there because he cannot simply let go. He couldn't let go. He couldn't give it away. And because of that, he got nothing back. All he got was despair, disappointment, death. Now, it hurts to say, but we're all kind of like narcissists in some way. You and me, all of us, we're all like him to some degree. We're all like the man in the gospel reading to some extent. We have these things that we cling to, that we hold on to with our heart and our mind and our soul, and we hold on to them so tightly that we're not quite ready to give them up, to let them go. And as we hold on to these things, it inhibits our ability to cling to God with all of our heart, with all of our mind, with all of our soul. We are all like this in some way. We hold on to pride. 
We hold on to control. We hold on to our self-righteousness. We hold on to certain sins that we just don't want to release. These are idols. They're idols. Uh, Let me ask you, what idols might be in your life? What, What things are you holding on to so tightly that it's inhibiting your ability to hold on to God and God alone? Is it pride? Is it power? Is it your sense of control? Is it self-righteousness? I'm a good person. I try my best. I do my best. Is it family? Is it sports? Is it your work, your employment, accomplishments, the things you've done in the past? Is it your degrees, academic degrees? We all have these things. And if we cling onto them so tightly, if we hold onto them with all of our heart and our soul and our being, not willing to give them to God and let him have them, they become idols. And they make it so that we cannot hold on to our Lord and Savior. Remember that story I told you in the beginning about the guy wandering in the wilderness and he finds this jug and he's faced with this dilemma. Does he, does he take what's in his hand or does he pour it out with the possibility, with the hope of getting something great or something better? That dilemma is our dilemma. God has given you gifts. No doubt God has given you good things, wealth and accomplishments and and abilities and and family and all these things. God has given you these things. But if we hold on to them so tightly and we're not willing to say, God, these are your gifts, if we can't let them go, they become idols. I hear what Jesus says. This is John chapter 4. Whoever drinks of the water that I will give him will never be thirsty again. The water that I will give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. When we let go, when we give God all that we have and say, God, this is yours, do with it what you will, he promises to give us living water, greater gifts than we possess in our hands right now. He promises eternal life, eternal life in his kingdom, in his presence. He promises peace joy, contentment in our hearts and our souls. He promises life now and forever. This is most certainly true. Now may the peace of God which surpasses all understanding guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus to life everlasting. Amen.